Welcome to episode 112 of Stage Worthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stage Worthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre, featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. If you're new to the podcast, I hope you'll subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like the podcast, please consider leaving a comment or rating. Your ratings help new people find the show. If you want to drop me a line, you can find Stageworthy on Facebook and Twitter at StageworthyPod, and you can find the website at StageworthyPodcast.com. And if you're looking for me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at PhilRickaby, and my website is PhilRickaby.com. My guests this week are Kat Sandler and Donna Michelle St. Bernard. Kat is the playwright and director of Bang Bang, and Donna Michelle was her dramaturge. Bang Bang is on until February 18th at the Factory Theatre, in Toronto. Can you tell me tell me about Bang Bang? Yeah. Um so I mean on like a on like a larger level it's about the impact of being inspired by true events and what kind of responsibility, if any, we as artists have in mm-hmm. storytelling in the process of creating stories. Sure. That's the kind of macro okay. bird's, eye, bird's eye view. Okay. And then plot-wise, it's about a uh, white playwright who reads about a shooting in the newspaper in which a black female police officer shoots an unarmed black boy. Mm-hmm. And he uses that as a jumping off point for a play that he writes and is staged. Okay. And that play is then optioned by a major American studio. And the star of the movie wants to meet the person that they think the play is based on. And of course, the female cop has no idea that there is a movie. So it all kind of converges <clears throat> on the living room of this female cop and her mother in one delicious, awkward, horrible mm. bunch of minutes. Um, do, 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 does the copy does the cop know about the play? Yes. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> but not that. But not that it's going to be told on a much bigger scale. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's icky. All kinds it of. It is good icky. You you kind of really like <coughs> sitting in the awkwardness. I do. I do. I think. I think that that's kind of where we are able using that kind of awkward humor to examine some serious stuff is is good. Yeah, it's a good use of it. it makes things yeah. accessible, but also good icky. But you, I mean, it is it is good icky, and you know, there's a lot of drama that comes out of some ick. Um, yeah. I've I've squirmed at a couple of your shows, probably yeah. you know, like in, in the way that you want me to. Yeah. But it's like. I think you'll square in a different way in this one. Okay, okay. Uh, how do you think, what do you think will be different about the way that I'll squirm in this one? Um, I think it's just, it just tackles some really hard stuff a bit more head on than I think. I think mm. in a lot of stuff that I've done in the past, it's hidden a little bit more. Okay. Like Bright Lights is kind of loosely about sexual assault, but mm-hmm. it's just very funny alien support group stuff. And sure. here it's kind of hard to look away from the issue because it's right there on mm-hmm. stage. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, so just some of your other work that I'm familiar with, the the awkward feeling is like, um, I'm so sorry for those people. I wish I could jump in there and save them. And this is more like, <laughs> I, I, I have no desire to be there. 
I'm gonna let this person I'm, hang yeah. himself. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you have this one. I'm gonna sit here. This feels yeah. awkward. I I don't desire to be in now. Yeah. What's interesting is, is I could almost say that that in in late night, I did not want to jump in and save any of those right. people. Yeah. I just it was like watching a play where people are playing out their personal drama on stage, right. and you just like squirming so yeah, much that's because very much like people this. are revealing too much. Yeah, this is definitely the next step up. For, okay. In Squirm Town. But squirm Town. In Squirm, in squirm Town, for okay. sure. But I think it's also, I mean, you, like, yeah. Yeah. I lost, I lost that thread. That's okay. Donna, you proved Donna Michelle with Donna Michelle. Super easy about it, man. Super easy about it? All right. Yeah. Donna, um, what was your role in, like, how did you help to bring Bang Bang uh, to where it is now? I helped by making everything harder. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, I came on as a, a dramaturge and... Mm. Um, I think that the plan was for me to make Kat feel as squirmy as she makes you feel. And I hope that I've done that at some point. And, and then we moved through that period. Um, it's a good thing I like you so much. It's a good thing I feel similarly. <laughs> yeah, this also, could have, honestly, this could have really this could have gone very bad. Mm. Like, really sucked. Yeah. But it was, honestly, I think it, having Donna on this has been, like, there's no, there was no one better. Oh, that's really that's nice. True. It's it's been a really weird thing because I think um, as you were reminding me the other day that I walked into our first meeting, like, <laughs> "Hey, what's up? I don't care. You're gonna hate me. Let's do this." <laughs> and Kat was like, "Oh, well, that's a shame." Yeah, I thought we could have a nice drink together. And I'm like, I don't do nice drinks. And oh, then, and then just but you do. Of, you do really. But I, yeah, yeah I do. do. And I was lying about everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think I came in here wanting Kat not to expect, um, like token participation from me. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm actually very nice to work with. So within a week, Kat was like, okay, nobody needs your praise about what I did right. Can we just focus on what's not working here? And I was like, oh, it's one of those. Great. And so we've negotiated that relationship. Sure. Part. And, and you're a such lot. a good counterpart. Cause like, I'm. I like squirmy stuff, but I, I've never been outwardly political, and you are so political in your work in the best way, oh. in a way that's still, you know, I mean, I, I, I think so, mm. but I think that it, it's a, it's a neat yin, yin and yang of, like, here's a really dumb sitcom joke, it's like, a pretty but what's behind that joke, and how here's how you need to think about it all the time. Mm. Yeah, it's a lucky match. Yeah. It's a really lucky We're match. We're so good. We're so happy to have found we, each other. You're good. far from apolitical. Just, just okay, good. You know, and, you're and, far from apolitical. Were you... How did you guys come together? Um, did Factory Factory team you hooked up? us up? Yeah. They tindered us. They dramaturg tindered us. They did. Yeah. I understand that. I wish did. there was actually such a thing. Like um, dramaturg tinder. No, that is like, a million there would need dollar to be app. a lot more dramaturgs. I think. Probably, <laughs> I think we'd have to pay our dramaturgs a lot better for there to be enough for there to be a dramaturg. You wouldn't go on an app where you have 12 options. But John was the dramaturg for the play, and he's also the in room dramaturg, which is really. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, my, my process is that the play can change completely all the time. Mm-hmm. So for to have an editor and another set of eyes, and just like our assistant director, like. For us to be able to monitor the changes as we go, because mm-hmm. she's been there from day one. From and we've done way more uh, workshops for this play than I've ever done. Like we had six fully, you know, fully fleshed out days of workshop mm. spread over the last like since August. Um, and then with, within that, I was rewriting, and within all that, we were changing and talking, and sure. so it's been a it's been a process. 
I feel like I just offered you a lozenge. Oh, I, I didn't offer. No, 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 it's all good. It's all good. They're so good. They're, so good. they're very intense. Are they really intense? Everything about us like, is intense. They're really right good. Now. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Even our lozenges. When when you say that like your job was uh, to sort of make Cat feel uh, less safe mm. or to make her squirm, yeah. What was what what did you do to do that? Like what things did you bring in that 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 made her squirm? Um, I think it's. Uh, it was. I think I consider part of my job to be confrontational, okay. in a way that maybe is not polite in a Canadian sense. Um, and and so I, I don't know, but like, feel free to interrupt yeah, me. Actually, you're very polite. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, but like, because I'm a little bit polite by nature, and because there was no nothing was a confrontation. Like, what are you doing? How do I? I your manner is polite, but your ideas are not. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, yeah. I think that's really fair. And so, like, I think the first round of notes was maybe the first or second round of notes mm-hmm. were, like, in three separate emails. So one was, like, um, artistically, I feel like this about it. Structurally, I feel like this about it. Blackness. Listen, <laughs> here's the thing. And then just, like... Yeah, but I mean, pure cultural context, and it's straight sure. up. It's just an experience and, that I don't have. Like, yeah, and there's some of those things. There's no other way to say them except listen. And it's like, hey, it's nothing about. It's not to say that there's anything. This tone is not directed at you. This content is sure. There's yeah. no other tone to deliver this content. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Huh. <laughs> well, I mean, on that note, I mean. Kat, when you started writing this plan, you knew that there was like, you've got a a, a black officer and you've got yeah. a, a black victim and you've got like the there's there's race in this uh, and you've yeah. sort of tackled that before, but not. I, I don't think I've definitely is. touched on it in other yeah. in other plays, but this is a little bit more um, diving head first. Um, but I think I just I knew that it was a question of surrounding yourself with a lot mm. of the right people. Who are willing to inform me as much as you know, I, as much as I can be informed, sure. and then also, yeah, just just trying to listen as much as possible. But on to extend that idea, because lots of people bring, you know, air quote the air quote that you can't record the right people into the room, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. it's like this additional expected labor sometimes to be on a project where it's understood that your presence in the room means you're bringing critical race analysis. Sure. And it's not everyone's job. No. It's not everyone's um, area of knowledge and it's not everyone's uh, area of comfort to expose that part of yourself in a mixed room. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think a large part of it is the way that you um, have set up the room cat that like, it's, uh, the room is set up in a way that is receptive to feedback, and it's not a matter of uh, right, wrong, black, white. It's not so mm-hmm. dichotomous. It's mm. really a matter of this is how this experience looks, mm-hmm. and then other people saying, to add a shade to that, yeah. I'm standing over here, and this is how this experience looks. Mm-hmm. I'm standing over mm-hmm. here. So it's really that, the convergence of uh, numerous different perspectives. And even when you look at the cast, just to not homogenize mm-hmm. that experience either, we have... Um, in the room, there are three black women, myself included, uh, of different generations, mm-hmm. of different educations, of different um, class backgrounds. So all of those things are, are coming into play. It's not, you know, it's not a, it's not a token sense of sensitivity or of inclusion in it. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like people assume if you have an 18-year-old black actor from Richmond Hill in the room that she can let you know how drug deals go down. 
and that's that right. is not this room. That's yeah. that's good. Yeah. yeah, that's good. And maybe she can. I'm not. Well, you don't know. Yeah, but it's not her job. year old black actresses from Richmond Hill. I'm not discounting your knowledge of how a drug deal goes down, but that's not in your contract. Yeah, it's not her job yeah. to to, yeah. to to do that. Yeah. But on that note, like we have, I mean, the actors have had a lot of. We've talked about this today. A lot of agency over their parts from a long time ago, and it's kind of there's been a sense that we're. I hope there's been a sense that we're all in it together because everyone yeah. signed on when the script was a really different script <laughs> and not a good script. Like, like not a bad script, not but a bad like, script. but it was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful everyone stayed on mm. to this, to get to, to get to where it is now. And it couldn't have gone to where it is now without, without these people. Mm. It, it's, I think that sometimes people don't like to talk about when their scripts weren't good. So I'm very, I'm very happy that you're, you're, you're able to say that at, you know, at a certain point, the script was not good. At a certain point, every script is not good, but that's also... Yo, yo, speak for yourself. No, script. but I mean, a lot of my people script. don't like to admit to that. I don't know. I mean, I think like part of the way I work, too, and I've said this before, is that like I just try to get something on paper because mm. a script doesn't start for me until you hear it. Right. And I can't, especially the way now that I... like. This script is the most overlapping, and we've come up with like a whole new vocabulary for how to make something not whole new. It's not, we're not reinventing the fucking wheel, but like making something sound as close to possible as inch, as real conversation while mm-hmm. still hitting comedy beats mm-hmm. and having a certain flow that is obviously heightened. Um, and I think like for me, that first draft is always garbage. Like, or I would say it's garbage <clears throat> because I don't really know what it is until I hear it in people's mm-hmm. mouths and I talk about what it is with the people. That yeah. are inhabiting these characters. Yeah. Well, I've always thought that, like, you know, that is the first draft's job. Yeah. Is someone's got to suck? It's got to <laughs> suck. You know, it's got to start off sucking, and then you, you know, fix it. Totally. Um, <clears throat> Donna, well, uh, I'm, in terms of uh, of this play, um, what can you? What did you see at first in that in that early draft? <laughs> that made you think that 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 made you want to bring. Your yourself to it. Did you read it first and then sign on, or did you sign on and then read it? Because we had met once before. Yeah, I I read Cockfight. You had Cockfight and then you signed on. Yeah, I read Whoa. Cockfight and I was like, very different play. I would like to sit at a table with this person and ask a lot of questions. <laughs> and I think. I don't think we're going to, like, run into each other at a party because I don't go to those. So I think taking this job is the only way to get those questions on the table. <laughs> That's a lot of work to ask some questions. Yeah. Can wow. I, what kind of questions did you want to ask? I, I wanted to, uh, I guess, ask about her, her entry point to that particular play mm. and her relationship with mm. poverty. And mm. those are the things <clears throat> that came to mind when I was mm-hmm. reading that. And then I had a lot of staging safety questions about yeah. fire and sand that was the show that we oh yeah and, that um, was the show that we had chickens. a real a real fire on stage yeah at the now now defunct storefront yeah god knows why they let us do it but that was really it was really unsafe those were you were right to have those questions i had a world of questions about that <laughs> yeah. how did you convince them to let you do that i mean we just said it was safe like <laughs> Also, like that, like not that many people saw that show, so like, okay. no one mentioned it. Sure. Yeah, everybody was like, everybody they were like, like it's not okay. Glad I brought it up and put you on blast. Okay. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah, good. yeah. No, it's no. You're absolutely right. We I, I talk about that all the time and how dangerous cool. that was. That's what the, like the whole candle thing that 
Because this play was going to open with a lot of fire. And mm. at the time, Nina was like, that's fine. And then she was like, absolutely not. That's crazy. Who yeah. would allow that? And I was like, we didn't cockfight. <laughs> but has cockfight been restated? Like, is, no. Is no? Okay. no. They did a reading of it somewhere, uh, I think, for maybe theater in, in Amarada, but they mm. did it with all women. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think even through the, all the questions I had, I was really taken by Kat's sense of rhythm. Mm. Um, yeah. That's something just like it's a gift. That's it's actually, nice. but a you great see gift. now, but you know it's not a gift because it's a gift to hear it. But I can't hear it until people are saying it. It's almost like composing with voices. Like it's crazy really, talk. It's when you when you're when you hear it, are you then able to? Are, is that when you start to make adjustments to yeah. bring the rhythm? But that's why everyone like everyone hate doesn't like has had moments of hating me because we're like we're this far into rehearsal now. Like we're like almost two weeks out. And I'm like, ah, no, that slash is in the wrong place. Yeah. Here's a new mm. word. You, you got to split that line up. Mm. And, and as they say it, they can hear it too. But I, it takes me, you know, four or five times of running it to hear that it's wrong mm. or that it can be fixed. And then also, once you get an audience, which is why I'm, I'm, I've, I've never been excited about previous performance. I'm so excited mm. about these because, like, so much of the rhythm is affected by whether or not there's a laugh or mm. if there's a if there's a one of those squirmy moments where it's nice to sit in that. Mm-hmm. And right. that's like, you know, previews really stress me out because I love the. I think the energy of opening is really forgiving, yeah, and then yeah, previews yeah. people are just like, "Well, this oh, is yeah. that's, that's very true. That's very true. <laughs> is people people that are opening tend to be very like, I'm They're just like, gonna love yeah, it. Yeah, I've made people. Know? Well, not I'm just gonna love it, but I mean, I think people go into it with a, I'm it's at just a bit more of a party and, yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, 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 but also I think a lot of like a lot of my non theater friends have been like, I bought I bought tickets to your opening. And like there's four different people, and I'm like, those are all previews. You bought tickets for three, <laughs> three separate previews, and maybe you just didn't understand mm. the website. Or... Yeah, but I'm mm. excited for this. It's cool. So I'm curious, Donna. Um, when I like to ask people about their entry into theater and what made them want to do this thing mm. that we do, and so what is it that made you want to be? involved in theater and what made you choose to be a dramaturg wow um uh, to answer your second question first (laughs) accident and opportunity okay um and enjoyment um yeah i come from uh, an english literature background in terms of education wise um i accidentally know how to do things like bookkeeping um really yeah (laughs) So I started as, as an administrator at Native Earth Performing mm. Arts. This was my first engagement in professional theater. Um, is that and before you had written plays? Yeah. No. I had, wow. Yeah. I used to do improv and sketch comedy. Wow. Uh, Learning things with Don. Yeah. A little fun fun thing. My mom called it. You do that fun little oh. thing. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah. So I had a degree in English Lit with a minor in religion. Ooh. Okay. All really on point to my career path here. Um, and then I was working in long-term care. I worked in a nursing home, and I got the job at Native Earth because I wanted to support uh, art and support literature. And then I was like, I think, oh, this isn't, like, that different from sketches. I don't know. Like, maybe I could do this, whatever. And then someone was like, yeah, right. And I was like, you, let's go. <laughs> let's do this. And so I wrote one play, and then someone uh, said, oh, please, anyone can write one. And I'm like, Let's go. Let's go. I'm not naming names. Okay. They're really sorry now. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So are they actually sorry talking. or are they They're just... so oh, really? sorry. They're so tired of me. They're so tired of hearing about me. It's, How I'm, many more in the My profile is tiresome. 
Like, I'm halfway through that. Okay. Yeah. So, what you're saying is that anybody could get you to write a play by just being, like, whatever. Like I'm a thousand percent fueled by spite and malice. <laughs> That's not true. It's, a, it's completely true. Okay, and a deep abiding love for all humanity. But mostly, <laughs> spite and malice are my primary motivators. <laughs> okay. And, um, yeah, like, I think I didn't think that we were going to be compatible. And then I'm like, I bet people think I don't know how to make new friends. Watch this. I'm going to make, second. Are I'm going to friends so you're totally friends with the world. Is that what you're saying? No, man, yeah. I, I, I love you to the point. But I do remember when we first met you being like, oh, I hear you write a lot of plays too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was pretty mad. I was pretty mad. Cause I like, I'd been hearing about cat for like a couple years and like, like, you hear stories about Cat's plays. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you hear stories about the plays. Sometimes you hear stories about your way of working. Sometimes <laughs> you hear stories about, like, you as a performer. These are all nice as stories, by the way. Yeah. Oh, my. I've heard mm-hmm. of you, about you as a performer or as a director. Uh-huh. And, um, but m- mostly all those stories, the overtone is, this girl writes three plays a year. This girl can crank it out. And I was like, yo, I'm that girl. Get off my spot. What do <laughs> you... How do you... Mm, all right, let's see about this. All right, let's see about this. So yeah, the, the, you're right. The first thing I said to you was, "I yeah. hear you read a lot there of plays," like that. and I was like, <laughs> yeah. "I'm gonna take her down a peg." And then I read your plays, and I was like, "Oh man, this is." But what's? Oh, there's no taking down to happen here. This is just like I, I want to like be associated with this. With this play though, like this play is the law. Is was is so was so fucking hard. Because now I just sound like Tim. Oh, you give me hard. great joy every time you say that this play is hard. Good, it's hard. It makes hard. me feel like you'll take longer to write your subsequent play. I'm just trying to like, catch up. Stop it. I like I'm used to being able to like bang out a shitty draft sure. in a short time. Like yeah. like yeah. Midnight started as a 24 hour play contest, and yeah. it was Ugh. really bad the first time. Like it wasn't really bad, but it was like that. I wrote that whole play in a night. Sure. And I like I catch on this one. Be, like I would ha- I had. Mo- I was like, I know what's gonna happen, and I've got two days, so I'm just gonna pull two all nighters, and it just mm. nothing would happen. <laughs> like I would just sit. Like I gave myself like full on anxiety attacks, huh. just like trying to crank this out in a, at a way that, yeah. and it didn't click in until like three like three weeks ago. Like, had four you weeks had ago. you already like had you already been. Like is, was this show already in the season at that point? Or the show you... was in the season before it was finished. Okay, but at yeah. what point it was like... commissioned, right? It was commissioned, okay. um, and they and they had read a, a big chunk of it, and then uh, it it got f- developed further and further and further. So like even for auditions, people were reading an unfinished draft, hmm. and they were like, "I really like how it ends." And I was like, "Oh, do you know how?" Tell me about it. How do you think it's done? Yeah. Describe what, Describe what you're seeing how you here. feel about where it could be ending. <laughs> yeah, but I do think I do think it's going to be harder now. Like I, I think just because I'm I you know, this is my gateway gateway to like the the goodness of hard stuff because mm. like in the moments that you can feel it works. You're like, I fucking earned this feeling. Yeah. Like, I remember that when that line was said by someone else who then got cut from the play, and it was at the end, and now it's at the beginning, and this is where this line is it sounds perfect. and feels right. Mm. This one, of all of these bajillion things, I know this one thing is the rightest it's ever been, and there could be another draft where, where it's in a better place, but, like, that, that feeling of knowing it's come from so many... Mm so many other drafts and, and versions and people's people's comments and it's just it's really that that's really satisfying. but I also feel like because you didn't anticipate this shift in your process mm-hmm. the frustration over how long it was taking yeah. is a bit amplified no kidding and you know like because you've worked in a certain way a number of yeah. times like 
So then, whatever, this is, it's not going to take you this, you're going to go back to 24 hour. I don't know. I mean, like hard, some of the stuff, some of the stuff that I have left that I'm supposed to work out now, I'm like, oh, I should, I should make something in that play harder. Mm. <laughs> like, like, not just for me, but for an audience. Like, that's like my sex robot play that I'm working on. I'm like, how do I make that even harder? I make that more like Black Mirror. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, for a second, I thought you really you said the sex robot play. I no, thought you were a, talking about love, sex, no, money. This, but sorry, this is this like something. Else. Yeah, it's a new, it's an evolution. But I don't okay. know if you find that like I like there, like you said, like I've, like there's there have been elements of of tackling racism in other plays, sure. and then this I think is the was the next step of that mm-hmm. of of working in that area, and then mm-hmm. like do, do you steal from your old things and then amplify for new plays? Like, if you were to go to mm. Mustard and this, like, mm. our stage manager saw Mustard last night. She was like, I caught all the catisms in it. Like, I can trace oh. you, but I also see where you are now compared to that. That's so interesting. Mm. Like, I just think that's so cool. Yeah. Like, we're constantly stealing from ourselves and, like, stacking on our old stuff. Well, I think that we're all, we all, like, <coughs> you, you have your obsessions. Yeah. And these are the yeah. questions that you're always mm-hmm. trying to work out and yeah. they come up again and again and that's, in yeah. different ways <clears throat> yeah I mean that's like that's the nature of authorship right yeah. it's like not being able to let something go yeah and it's like if yeah. you're if you're bad at it people are like oh you're repetitive and if you're good at it they're like it's a trope oh yeah. shit <laughs> you just have to be good at your obsession yeah, yeah. you just like, have to commit to your obsession and just yeah. be like but it's also yeah. tricks like like even in this one like when we had one workshop with an actor I worked with a lot Andy Tritter he was like I dare you to not use alcohol in this play and I was like nope what like, a fool uh, I was like, no but I, I, but I understood it because I often do use it as a way to escalate action both as a director because I like the business of it and I, sure. if I knew I was going to direct this one and I was like at some point in this huge massive page of hard text Someone's going to need to move. So I might as well give myself a reason. Mm. But that's, I use that in so many plays. Mm. Uh, like, uh, like alcohol and people get drunker and drunker. And, um, or like, you know, tender scenes on couches. I love those. Sure, or, it's a great way to experience of life. Mm. What, alcohol and tender scenes? On <laughs> they usually go hand in hand. <laughs> well, I mean, alcohol, like you're saying, it lubricates. Mm. It makes, thing, makes people do things that they wouldn't do if they were sober. Yeah. It's a great way to get people to do stuff. So did you eliminate alcohol from this? Nope. No. Okay. I added more. Okay. <laughs> There's so much drinking. So much drinking. Oh, I've never this seen This is so the most drinking. amount of hard liquor that's ever been consumed in one of my plays. No. Uh, no, it was on... It's probably tied with late night. Okay. Yeah. That's not measurable. <laughs> two six each, each play, but ours also has oh beer. Gosh. Ours hmm. includes beer as well. Great props. Well, this it? shows a lot of props. Oh, jeez. Like, would you? which one would you say had more props? No, this is probably the most. Yeah? This is probably the most. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sandwiches are... Sandwiches are... Are complicated props. Complicated props. Yeah. I love I love eating on stage. I love when anything is real on stage. I don't know. It's like a little kid in me when you when the first time you see a play where they actually eat something, you're like, oh my God! It's real! <laughs> I always, it's real! I always sort of... I have a little moment of losing my shit whenever somebody, <laughs> like, in a set is like... You know, there's a kitchen and they turn on the tap and there's like totally. real water and oh run in water. There's real water on there. 
Yeah. Running and water, we all turn into like, idiots. Or it's like, yeah, if somebody opens a fridge and the light turns on. I'm like, totally. oh my god, there's a light in the fridge! Oh my god. I lose it just yeah, internally any cooking, because... Any, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, and there's for, cooking and you can smell the... the for big plans, we did that. We cooked mm. a sausage on stage and it was just, people just were so grossed out. It was amazing. Wow. But it's because, like, that's the thing that theater has on film, right? Mm. It's multi-sensory. Yeah. Like, and that's, and that's so fucking cool. Yeah. And I think in this one, too, because we're playing with a few metatheatrical elements, there's also the sense of not just being in the theater, but being at the theater. Yeah. Like, it's, it's theatrical in that we call attention to you as the audience. And mm-hmm. it's like, it can be totally high school wanky in places, but I'm, I'm kind of starting to come around to it. <laughs> fourth wall is mentioned. Oh, fourth wall is mentioned. Okay. I'm not ruining anything. No. That's the climax. Oh, great. <laughs> that was the twist. No. Not the twist. <laughs> um, Kat, you, you've got this play opening in February. Mm-hmm. Mustard is on right now. Yes, it is. They're, at a certain point, they're going to be like... The 27th and the 28th. You could see both. How does it feel to have like two of your plays in two different theaters? Uh, it feels amazing. It's yeah? really lovely. I feel just, I just feel supported by the, like, by these two spaces. Mm. Um, and like, this was a commission from Factory and I'm, I'm now the... Canada Council playwright in residence at Tarragon. Nice. So it feels really like you have a, like I have a lovely group of people backing me up and mm. and wanting to help get the work out. And uh, it's also stressful, like the week the week of <laughs> uh, the week of mustard previews when we were when we were just starting our rehearsal. Mm. That was it's just a lot of your brain. And then you also start mm. thinking you're like, oh man, like if someone were to go see mustard and then this, like what would how would that affect their like if you if you go see like heartwarming mustard and then you come to this. How does that affect your experience of this? If you mm. if you know that if if you're expecting a certain kind of theater from, oh. from a playwright, because these are very they are very different. Very. I wonder different. if people will do that. I don't think anyone really really will. It would be it's a big day. I have an aunt and an uncle coming in from Alberta who are going to do it on the. 28th, oh my god! Oh my god! And I think oh. they're going to go nuts. It's a lot mm. of overlapping dialogue for one day. Well, if they're if they're used to it, I mean, they could maybe do it, but. But I'd also never done, like, I'd never had a show of mine remounted in a, like that. Like, mm. we've remounted some shows for sure. touring of, from Bruhaha, but, but Tarragon just, it's so weird. Like, you walk into it and you're like, oh my god, is this two years ago? Like, it's yeah. the same. Well, you remounted, you redid Love, Sex, Money. We tour, uh, yeah. Well, because we, you did that. We remounted Love, Sex at Next yes. Stage and we, we toured Help Yourself mm-hmm. and Punch Up. Mm-hmm. So those, so we, so we did remounts of all of those and Delicacy as well. Sure. But when you did that, you, like, if things were different about the remount? Uh, it was uh, not really, but it was just it was an indie remount. Like if those none of those plays have big sets. They don't. Sure. They're, they're they're built for festivals. Sure. So, or so they don't. Um, they're not massive. Okay. Like they like they had to rebuild a lot of that tarragon set. Okay. Like, that was just crazy. <laughs> and so now tarragon is like. It, it does feel like two years ago when you go back it, in there. Yeah. Uh, it, no, it feels the same because yeah, they built okay. it to, to exact. Like although you you'll notice one thing, you'll be like, oh, that picture was somewhere else. They're like. That outfit was a bit different. It's it's super it's super weird. It's really trippy. Mm. Like mm. it's cool. It's I'm very grateful. <laughs> did you, you did you direct Mustard? No, no? Ashley Parkin. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, because I sort of wondered like when you were talking about your brains sort of twisting, I was like, she didn't direct Mustard. I think. No, I would have lost this. my mind. They also did it so quickly. They did it. They read. They she redirected it in two days. They had two days in the rehearsal hall, and then they went into tech. Mm-mm. Yeah, with two Mm-mm. new cast members. What? Mm-mm. Yeah. <gasps> They did it. They did a great job. That's kind of mental. Those are two champions. Yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Those new cast members are champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. champions. Yeah. So at this point in the rehearsal, you've got uh, a couple of weeks <laughs> before. We preview on the twenty sixth. Okay, so you got. But those a are previews. A million years. You got a million years. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
so as you're as you're drawing, you know, there's still a million years before that happens, but <laughs> as as you're getting closer to that, um, is there anything that you're hoping for for the audience? Uh, when people actually, when people come to see this, is there something that you that you hope for? We talked a little bit about it being that that the the perspective that they come in with has the opportunity to be, to be challenged. That they that they change maybe change their mind or see something from a different point of view. Yeah, we were we were like, talking yesterday about like it's not about changing anyone to the polar opposite position, yeah. but it's about unsettling their certainty yeah. about the position they came in with. You know, we don't need to like move you from point A to no. point B. We just need you to know that you were really sure of point A when you came and in. Now you're a little less. And sure. now you're like, mm, mm. yeah, gray yeah. area. Not so much to incite uh, conflict as discussion. Yeah, I think is the right is the right way to talk about it. But also like. I mean, it's still a play. Mm-hmm. It's not an essay. It's not a, a lecture. It's a play. So primarily, I, I want people to be entertained, whether mm-hmm. or not that's, you know, we're laughing the whole time or there's sure. an element of catharsis or the play made me angry or the, like mm-hmm. something that that I want you to feel something. Sure. There's an interesting thing to me about theater versus, versus film. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're in the same room with these people, whereas in film or television, you can yeah. disengage when you're squirming. Totally. You can... Turn away. You can pick up your phone. You can like so many different ways in in film and television that you can separate yourself that you can't really do in the theater unless you are willing to get up and walk out. Well, that we are giving people an intermission, so they are welcome to do so. No, they're not. They're not welcome. No, Donna's going to stand outside. Yeah, <laughs> people are welcome to leave an intermission. I'm in the parking lot waiting to fight. <laughs> so you know there are choices. There are choices. Sure, there are choices. There's perfectly yeah. good choices. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things is that is it. I mean, people could try to leave, but then they would be robbing themselves of I mean, how it ends. And it's and they're, the the two <clears throat> acts are. I think that it builds quite a lot in the second act. And mm-hmm. we set it up in a way that I hope people want to come back and see the second. I, I'm not a big fan of intermissions. I'd rather just do it straight through. But mm. this one, it feels appropriate somehow. And also, I mean, like if you want to, if you want to go, that's like, yeah, we'd go. that's good. Go. Sure. You're, you know, no one should be anywhere they don't want to be. No, it's true. Oh my god, <laughs> say it again. That's so good. Yeah, it's true. True. I'm not gonna say it again. No. <laughs> I'm gonna say it to myself all yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, but it's we and we're we're taking you know as many steps as we can to make sure that if this play is not good for you, you know the ways in which it's not good for you, and mm-hmm. you can make that decision about to not to not come. Sure. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. There's enough stuff in it where I actually hope that if someone feels uncomfortable, they'll yeah avail themselves of the totally. exit. Yeah, yeah. Not uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is fine. Unsafe. Totally. Yeah. In an emotional way. Yeah. But I do think that I mean, challenge. Some people get really. They have difficulty with being challenged and squirming. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Calpurnia uh, this mm-hmm. week, and I don't know that I've squirmed quite so much. Mm-hmm. And but I think it, it's a very difficult. It's a different kind of squirm. Mm-hmm. It's the it it, it, it cha- and there's so many challenging things that 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 just made me and I chose to sit in the front row mm-hmm. where you can't even hide behind anybody yeah. um and so there's a lot of there's a bit of, of discomfort but i liked it you know so yeah. there's like you know you were challenging me yeah. here in ways that i didn't expect which is a, a healthy thing i think too and calpurnia is a comedy like i think that yeah. 
like I think people are are most uncomfortable when you you can't pick that when you're laughing and you're feeling squirmy in, in that yeah. way that we're talking about and it's harder with comedy but it's also a more effective way to get something across mm-hmm. because you're like okay I'm here to see a comedy and oh that's a, that's a, that's a thing <laughs> yeah. now I have this feeling but I thought it was just a joke oh there's another joke but there's a thing underneath that joke mm. um, and I think that that's yeah I think that's awesome like I think like no one goes to Hamlet or Oedipus expecting to not like those are tragedies and it's like it's somehow more safe to go into those knowing that they're tragedies than to go into something mm-hmm. like Calpurnia or um, hopefully Bang Bang yeah. knowing that you're going to have to think about hard things but there's going to be lots of jokes yeah and yeah. that I think I think and we're rum. more and rum I think we're more <laughs> uncomfortable with our guilt around laughing at things like that mm-hmm. and there's lots of jokes in this where, where I'm like where, where, you know I've turned to Deanna and been like well, I don't know is it too far and she's been like I don't know let's try it <laughs> Yeah, too much. Yeah, too much too is much? a big question. In yeah, there. and there and there and there are, and hopefully we'll we'll find those in previous. Yeah. <laughs> um, when, when you're writing, and, and Donna, please, because you since you're writing too, I'm always interested in people's writing processes. Yeah. Um, and you tend to write straight through. You don't. Do you plot out, or do you just sort I, of let the play tell you where it's going to be? I prefer to do that, but I haven't been able to do that as much lately. Also, because I'm starting to work in television now, and that is so rigidly plotted mm. and rigidly outlined and I'm finding it sometimes like I've, I haven't used cue cards as much as I have in this mm. um, than on this show because mm. of the TV stuff I'm, I'm working on so I understand now the benefit of having it plotted up but I also find that sometimes I just don't know where it's going and you just have to like your characters enough and have created a good enough situation that you're excited to see what they do mm. Ditto. In, yeah. in that in that place. That being said, that means I also end up with really long, rambly first drafts <laughs> and finished plays sometimes. But like, especially endings. Because mm. I never, I'm, I've never known what the ending of a play was ever, except for Help Yourself and people said they saw that coming miles away. <laughs> miles and miles away. Yeah, that's interesting because maybe knowing the ending, it makes you write to it in a way that you think is sneaky but isn't maybe, yeah. to anyone else. Yeah, well, it's not uncommon to to have a twist that I like. I've seen so many things where I see the twist. It's like there are like, oh, his best friend is the bad guy, and I saw yeah. like, you know you see I wish that the twists were that simple. Yeah. <laughs> his but, best you know, friend is the bad guy. Yeah. They always yeah. set that up like it's, oh, you're going to be surprised by this yeah. one when it happens. And you're like, no, I saw that. Yeah, I actually feel like that it happens more when, when someone's writing to a twist, then they spend the whole beginning of the play hiding mm-hmm. it, and you're like, why do you keep putting stuff under that carpet? Yeah. <laughs> There's like a giant lump yeah. under that carpet. Yeah. Why are you trying to get me to look out the window? I'm yeah. really curious about that carpet. <laughs> yeah. But because this play is like, it's, just, it's almost like because we're talking about theater and because they're they're examining a literal play in their hands. Mm-hmm. We have, we can just kind of be crazier. Like we, like we're like, would people do this? I don't know. No one's ever like, I've never <laughs> been in a situation where what we are saying is happening has ever happened. Maybe they could. I don't know. No one's disproved us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, but that's kind of a nice place to play. Like when anything can happen, anything can happen. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. A, a gift, a gift of an absurd yeah. premise. Yeah. 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 And I guess it is absurd. Yeah. It is kind of absurd. That's not. It's absurd within the bounds of believability. Yeah. Like it could happen, but yeah. it hasn't. And maybe somewhere in the world it did. I don't know. But <laughs> there's enough co- ridiculous converging elements. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Donna, do you are you a, are you a write and discover, or do you plan out? I I I live without a plan. <laughs> yeah. There's no part of my life that is planned. Mm. So yeah, I'm all, I I'm agree with Kat completely. Like. 
I like the way that you said like your characters mm-hmm. enough to find out what happens because it's something that like I think my my dad used to you know read a half a story and be like and then what I'm like I don't know that's all I got and he would say like why did you make them exist if you don't even know what to do with them? And I'm like, oh, I made them exist. I'm responsible for them. Whoa. Okay. Let's get everyone tucked into bed at night. You know, let's drive yeah, to the yeah. end of this and get everyone tucked mm-hmm. into bed. Yeah. And so like, yeah, you, you have to like them enough to mm-hmm. want to take them home. And liking them doesn't mean that they're, they're good. They're good people. It's just, you have to like living with them. Yeah. Yeah. And their voices. Cause like art, like we are. Yeah. It's we willing to hang like out. Tim who's the, who's the protagonist or the, Antagonist. <laughs> bang bang. He's antagonist, but he's definitely familiar to me. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I've written, I've written people who are not very nice, and I don't really like them, but I always really want to hear what they want to say. Yeah. yeah. Or I want to see how in a, in an if you raise the stakes of the situation, I'm like, well, what what's he gonna do? <laughs> that silly yeah. person. What so does that do? mean you're a discoverer also? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I I have a friend who's like he's like very careful. He's like. You see, he's putting out his his index cards, and and he's like, that's what he swears by. And I'm just like, see, see it in my pants, like, I'll fix it later. Yeah. Make it, I'll, I'll do something with it. But later. I thought I could do that on this, and I didn't. Hmm. Like the index cards came out on like draft five, and then again, really in a big way on like draft ten. And like when I say drafts, they're not they didn't have endings. Like mm. they were just that was just me going over it again. Sure. Like and I'm and I'm incapable. Then I kept being like, "Can you just start at the middle?" And I was like, "No, I always have to start at the beginning." And I swear to God, your drafts work, are maddening. Work the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, your drafts are maddening. I can never pick up in the middle because everything at the beginning affects. It's like dominoes. Yeah, I can't. It's awful. I feel like once a week I'd be like, "So the ending," and kind of be like, "That's not where we are." <laughs> Like, I know, that's sort of what I'm getting at. She was like, maybe if you could just work in tiny chunks. I was like, I can't. I can only work in big chunks, and they start at the beginning every time. But that, see, that makes sense to me. It makes sense. It's just a dumb way. Like, there's got to be a better way. I don't way. know if it's a dumb way. You can remember that at the end, like, Billy has to eat a sandwich, and then therefore know that at the beginning someone has to make a sandwich. Mm. But just get right the bill, the sandwich ending. Write down Billy eats write a sandwich. Write down Billy eats a just sandwich, and then go back. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I know. Theory, I know that. Yeah, I can't I'm, feel I'm it. not yeah. really yeah. that strongly believing. It. It's, not, it's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> no. What did What did you like when you were using the the index cards? When the index yeah. cards came out, was it just to to have, what, what was what it was were you everything? Using them for? I well, uh, when I was when I got really stuck, <laughs> so stuck. Um, another friend and I did. We we I was like, I don't know. This is the worst. Can't figure it out. And he's a screenwriter in the play. I was like, what would a screenwriter do? They would look online to see what are the steps of writing a screenplay. So I just wrote, like, I put those as headings. And then I tried to fill in everything I knew in terms of the steps of writing a screenplay. And that didn't work at all. <laughs> but, but like, that was where I started. And then I had little bits filled in. So one cue card would just be like, gun, question mark? Where does this go? And then it would be, and then it became arguments. Mm. And it became the, the flow of arguments. But ultimately, they all got moved around not with cue cards. Mm-hmm. Like the final draft I did, I like I had written from the cue cards, but then I was like, now I'm just moving chunks mm-hmm. and figuring out who. Because by then you know, there's five very different perspectives in, in this play, and I didn't know in the first few drafts who who what what they were. Sure. <laughs> but once you decide, you know what color 
like what color every everything is. Why well, like, everything got to be about color? Not cat? color. <laughs> oh, I don't understand. This is what. This is why she's perfect. Is this is this is this is this what like your your meetings are like? She only yeah. calls yeah. me at like this on very select occasions, and, it, and it's always it's always felt, <laughs> and it's never and it's valid. always necessary. No, it is, is it never valid? There, there are a few times in the room where I've been like, oh my god, I can't believe I said that, and I can't believe she called me out on it in that moment, and now I turn beet red, and then I'm like, oh, fuck. okay. That's good. And this is why. Or I get really mad in the moment, and then I'm like, no, this is I need her. I need her. I need her. This is good. <laughs> but I do. People don't actually know that it like that it's as hard to call someone out as it is to receive. You know what I mean? Like Ugh. that. Not yeah, you. Not no, you. But I'm saying people don't understand that. Like people have this idea with people of color, with women, with indigenous people. That's like just say something. Mm-hmm. It's like that's not. Yeah. I don't know. That's not always I think, available. I always, I always feel like when somebody says like just say something, and I think to myself. Would I just say yeah. something? Yeah. No. no. Silence is I would, a problem. I would be, like, too embarrassed, too introverted, too too yeah. nervous to say something. Yeah. And if you don't articulate it correctly, it is not received. Right. So yeah. there's a lot of pressure, I feel like, on on numerous artists to, mm-hmm. to like, brilliantly encapsulate. Like, I've, I can sometimes see someone working on a thought, and I'm just like... You know what? We need to hold for a second because I want that yeah, thought to finish being being constructed. Yeah, yeah. And, you and then when you give them that, that minute, you can you'll, she'll say we'll be around the room and like ten minutes will go by and she'll be like, I think Sebastian had a thought, had the bubble of a thought back there, and I just want to give him the space to finish it and voice it if he's able to hear. Huh. It's amazing, cool. But so much of like what's I mean, what's great is so much of what we talk about and this play is a, is about communication and conversation and, yeah. and how to listen and where yeah. you should listen mm. and where you must listen. Um, so it's, so it's been really, it's been a, it's been a really big learning process for me. I don't know. I can't speak for everyone else. Me too. Yeah, thanks for backing me up there. Yeah. I'm the only one learning shit. Yeah, no, but, I, <laughs> but it's true. I am because I'm like, I'm a, known to be an outspoken person mm. and I think of myself as being able to articulate my thoughts but, you know, for the benefit of anyone who, like, feels like they should have said something sometimes, lots of times I can't say something. Um, and it makes all the difference the way that you receive it. it. makes all the difference to me feeling able to say something next time. And that's just, like, it's a, it's a thing that we need to learn. Does it become easier to say something if the person that you're saying it to has shown that they can take it? Oh my goodness, so much. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. so rare to have. Yeah, it is absolutely. so rare. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Like for me to for me to be able to say, This is a thing, I'm saying it right to your face. Yeah. And have and I know that you're receiving it and I know you're gonna respond accordingly. That's yeah. just so that just doesn't happen yeah. all the time in no. com- in in rooms where you have to talk about difficult shit. Absolutely. Yeah, or sometimes you'll get pulled aside later with like could you not do that in front of people? Or mm. and you just wanna be like but the thing that you said was said in front of people. So mm. I feel like all the people who heard the thing you said needed to hear you take it back. I yeah. mean, um, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is what we're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um. Yeah, it's so it's super complicated. And, and like, and every, mm. all communication rehearsal, yeah. every room is different. But the fact that this play is so focused on process and accountability and responsibility to mm. other people, I think really affects the way that people in the room talk yeah. to and listen yeah, to yeah. each other. Mm. Because we're sitting there, I guess, listening to what an idiot you sound like when you don't listen. Yeah. And then so everyone's like, I'm just going to super listen today because I hate looking like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, we're all been, yeah, and it's I think it's 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 also three like, <coughs> you know however many people in the room there's seven very different like artist processes like outside of the characters like everyone has their own way of way that they want to work and because we set up really early on that feedback and comments and changes to your character were welcome you can't really then yank that away no yeah and and because we're I think it's a close group in that everyone is at, at least appears to be very comfortable with each other. So there have been offers, which in other rooms, you know, being like, I would love it if Donna's character could do this, which is such a taboo. In this sure. room, there have been times when someone said, May, can I just offer this? I think it might be easier if you, if, if we, if we took this word out of your line to yeah, make it sound yeah. better because everyone's, everyone, we just lucked out and everyone is such a great editor in that room. Mm-hmm. Like they have a really good ear for, for grammar and logic and, and just text. And people say no well, yeah. which is another thing I find really hard to do. Mm. Personally, when I say no, it's it's ugly. Yeah. Um, so if someone in the room makes an offer and then someone else is like, thanks, not going to do that, but thank you. And it's just not ugly mm. when they do it. <laughs> so you, in most contexts, if you said to me, thanks, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'll be like, Allie, now. <laughs> a lot of Donna's uh, Donna's interactions end with alley alley invitation. I'm understanding that there's like parking lots and alleys here. Yeah. In the, in the dark world. <laughs> but but I, I'm not I'm not actually seeing any of that in you. You're always like alley. No, no, but she's so cute. I'm just she's just don't call her yeah. cute. No, don't call sorry. her fucking cute. No, I, I for the bad. record, people have been taken to the alley. Okay. Yeah. Okay. People right. have been taken it's to cold, the though, it's, it's cold. You yeah, know, it's, I'm, it's, like, it's cold and I'm lazy. Yeah, well, in the yeah. summer, I'm fighting everybody. <laughs> everybody. In winter, nobody's fighting. <laughs> oh, you know, on that note, we're out of time, so I want to thank you guys so much for this <laughs> conversation. Cheerful note to No, no, no. no, 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 no this is great. Thank you. Thank you.